0: Well, joining us on the show, as he always does, on a Wednesday, and I believe he's returned from India,
1: Phil O'Reilly. That was a quick trip, Phil. Yeah, mate, I'm, I sort of feel constantly jet-lagged, I must say. <laughs> so I was jet-lagged on the way over, and now I'm jet-lagged on the way back. So, yeah, six days. It was a um, fascinating trip, yeah.
0: So what did you learn from that? I mean, we struggled to get a free trade deal with the Indians,
1: but there's a big opportunity over there. What did you find out? Well, here's some, here's some sort of gee whiz factoids for you and your listeners to give you some idea of just what's going on in that market. They complete a new airport. Every six weeks. Last year alone, they built enough houses to house every Australian. They, uh, and, and they're already the world's largest medicines exporter. I mean, that's just unbelievable stuff, isn't it? Oh. And the last time I heard that in my business career was about 15 or 20 years ago, and we were talking about China. You remember those G statistics about China doing the same thing? Yeah. And, it, it, and it occurs to me that really India is the next China. It is China. And it's already more populous than China. It's the biggest country in the world by population. It's lucky to be the third largest economy in the world in the next decade or two, uh, and they're aiming to be fully developed by 2047. Now that's a massive growth story. And uh, and, and I walked back from the trip over there and the conference, so the, this big sort of B20 international conference, huge international focus on India as a market and as a friend. And it just occurs to me that New Zealand needs to think the same. The uh, and I think I think we are, but you know, we need to emerge it. We need to think about it as China. Not as like a big Thailand, you know we need to it's not just another country it's it's a massive country, I think we need to have our architecture of business and political arrangements based on that idea, so quite a big partnership I think between government and business is necessary Now we're not going to get a free trade deal with them anytime soon, in fact probably never because they're incredibly protectionist and mercantilist, but you know that, that's not that's not that's our problem you know we're we going to have to live with that and and create something afresh because I think the opportunities there are' literally enormous for uh lots of particularly not ag businesses tech businesses agritech uh education tourism all huge opportunities for us and I just think uh you know we need to really think strongly about India as the as the next china and act accordingly so just an extraordinary show. if anybody gets a chance to go, you definitely should because the you know what you see is is really extraordinary stuff and and a massively developing economy now
0: and you would have been over there when they landed on the moon as well, which was quite phenomenal.
1: Yes. Just a day after, in fact, I heard President Modi speak at the conference I was at, and of course, there's a lot of you know a lot of national pride about that, because they didn't yeah. just land on the moon, they landed on the dark side of the moon, they landed on the hard-to-get bit of the moon, and they did it at, at quite a cheap price compared to many others who've tried to do that in the past. So, you know, just a lot of national pride about that, I think, and it really was a, a demonstration of their technological prowess and the fact that, in many ways, in, in areas like AI, for example, they're world leaders, and so... You know, all the, big, all the big Indian tech companies were there uh, during the conference, Infosys and others, all talking about this fact that, uh, you know, now you see uh, the, the growth of tech uh, in the Indian economy as you have for the last 10 years now they their leaders. So, extraordinary stuff and um, yeah. great to be there. And of course, they love New Zealand. We all play cricket together. They know Richard Hadley. They know Edmund Hillary, of course. You know, so there's a lot of goodwill. And they speak English, uh, which is also awful because you can go, you can start trading there and not worry about the language mm. barrier. So, you know, it's a, I think it's a huge market opportunity for us and uh, we should move on and really try and make the most of it.
0: Totally agree and I think everybody would as well. Right, here at home now, we're virtually in full election mode. So what yeah. do you make of the the policies so far affecting business and national are about to come out with their tax policy today?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it well, hasn't been, is has there? I mean, that's the best part of the challenge, isn't it? You know, I was reflecting on this yesterday as I was thinking about what to talk about this morning. You know, where are the big uh, business policies coming from all of the major parties? Now, Every there's no, no election that I can recall in my long period now watching New Zealand politics that's focused on the business community as an election issue because there's not many votes to be won uh, in that in that space. And uh, the Nats talk up a good story about trying to make it easy for business, but I haven't seen from them yet a solid set of policies that I can say, well, that's, yep, that's the business policies. I can see what they're trying to do there. And of course, Labor, the Greens, and Te Pāti Māori have nothing much to add out of their side. In fact, really talking about increasing costs for business and not caring too much about the business community. Frankly, the business community mm-hmm. seems to be you know something that just happens on automatic. If you like, uh, you know they're not particularly interested in trying to move it forward other than the rhetoric. Uh, so you know, really you know a bit of a brick back to all parties really to say well what are you going to do about trying to help small businesses in particular succeed, reducing compliance costs trying to get that company tax rate down, trying to make sure that companies can invest properly, making sure the companies have access to the right kinds of labour at the time they need it. Nothing, None of that's really uh, front and centre in the election campaign. Let's it's hope it will, but I'm not holding my breath given yeah. the history of uh, New Zealand election campaigns.
0: And the same can be applied for farmers as well. And crime Sorry. against retailers back in the headlines. And I saw, I saw a story yesterday with Foodstuff saying there are more than 1,000 incidents a month. That's extraordinary, isn't it? That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> How
1: would it get there? Yeah. That's astonishing. A thousand a month. Yeah. Now, some of that will be, you know, petty shoplifting and, uh, you know, but maybe willful damage and so on. But that's an extraordinary amount of lawlessness. And I see this morning a story about, uh, you know, kids uh, stealing cars and some sort of videotape, comp- you know, some sort of you know social media competition in Christchurch. The point I'm making about this sort of stuff is when foodstuffs, start saying that. Normally foodstuffs wouldn't be interested in saying that. They don't want to say that Mm. because it's bad news for them. They don't want to say to their customers, this is a lawless place, you know, don't come here because you you might be the victim of crime. But the fact that they're now saying it just demonstrates how serious it is. And and make no mistake, that will be impacting their investment decisions. They'll be investing in store security and not store convenience. That's bad for customers uh, and, you know, it's a a terrible outcome. And overseas investors will be looking at all that too, saying why am I investing in the New Zealand market? We not only is the economy sluggish, but there appears to be quite a lot of retail lawlessness going on and, mm. and uh, nobody, nothing seems to be done about it. So the point I'm making is that this isn't just a crime story. This is actually a business story because it does impact investor intentions and it does mean that businesses have left to, less to invest in innovation because they're just trying to invest in protecting themselves and that's just a terrible outcome. So we just need to get on top of this and, and oh, do yeah. something about uh, stopping this because you know, it's going to impact our business performance and our prosperity as a result.
0: Well, great to chat. Good to have you home. We'll talk again next week. Enjoy your day. Thanks, Peter. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover.